Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year And to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more.
Hey everyone, this is a Helping Friendly Podcast. Quick hit from Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, night two. Um, here with Jonathan, who has been um, awesomely filling in. Um, thank you, Jonathan, for for manning the ship. Um, sure. And we're with Felicia, who's at Felicia Fight on Twitter, has been on before. Um, thanks for joining us, Felicia. How are you doing this morning? I feel amazing. We love San Francisco and we're having a ball. Awesome. I saw from your... Um, from some social media and just from knowing the travels you guys traveled out from these coasts, you went to the Terrapin Crossroads stuff on, what was that, Sunday, and then spending the th- yeah. three nights there. How has the trip been so far? Uh, we had some flights ways on the way out, which were, like, insanely annoying, but we came out so early that it was no big deal. Um, it's amazing here. It's much colder, I think, than people expected in San Francisco, so... Yeah, it's like hoodies and sweatshirts. It's a departure from our tour, you know, on the East Coast. It's been very hot. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's been awesome. Terrapin is amazing. It's beautiful. We were outside in the sun all day. It was so much fun. And Mike and Phil both had smiles, like, a mile wide. You could, like, take Phil's smile home as, like, a souvenir, <laughs> as our yeah. friend Jen Glickman said. And, yeah, we've just been buzz, buzzing all week. Very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you guys that you got to get, see that show because that looked like a lot of fun. Um, it was ridiculous. And um, I guess the String Dusters were on that as well, so I think worth mentioning. Yes, the String Dusters did open for Mike and Phil and Friends yeah, with Nikki Bloom, and she was great. She's, she's amazing. She's awesome. She's great. Um, yeah. we, we're big fans and, and friends of theirs, and they're, um, I know that Chris um, Pandolfi, who's a fan, who's who's going to be on here soon. He he was, I think, giddy and you know starstruck as as he got to kind of play with everyone as well. So that's pretty cool to see all those the the old and new come together, as it were. Yeah, and Jackie Green, um, who I'm not really familiar with, but people say he's uh, a regular in the Bay Area music scene, was really good, and he inserted this like fluffhead into one of the songs that was like from the middle section and is like really complicated and um. Wow. Uh, Miarf was saying to me, like, I don't even know how he rem- like he could remember it like that because he didn't, you know, play into it on something you would recognize. And he's like, Mike's head just, like, spun around and they had this huge smile, like, wow, just stuck it in there. <laughs> when, now I've, I've been meaning to get to that show, and I'm really excited to find that <laughs> bit in there. Nice. Um, yeah, it was really fun. That's cool. Well, so, Felicia, talk about last night when you um, we were trading messages earlier. You said you're still still floored from the from the evening tell us about the the show um you know highlights the you know what the the scene was like all that sure i mean i've never been to bill graham before this run so it's a brand new venue for me and people talk a lot about it um i had very high expectations and it really is a special place the energy in the room is like unlike any place i've ever been um, it sounds kind of corny to say it, but people are really, really, like, vibrating, like, to be there. Everyone is so excited to be in the room, and uh, it seems like Fish really loves the room, too. It sounds amazing. It's so loud. Uh, we've been in the balcony both nights, and we've had great sounds, very good visibility, and the room is just not that big. So, Miarf also said yesterday, I thought correctly, the audience is really in the room with itself because the room is so much, like, wider than it is deep so you're really like in the audience and when you're in the balcony you can see everybody so it's a really 
it's like the effect of sitting at a horseshoe shaped bar where you can like look across at someone who's sitting right. across from you as opposed to looking at a mirror. It's more fun because everyone is like enjoying being there together and it's GA. So you can really get in early and go wherever you want to go, which is like very exciting. Cool. Um, yeah. So walking in is just super, everyone's so charged up. And then from the minute they opened with the chalk dust, it was just like, they just threw it down. It was so free and like expressive and they felt really like unbridled and like going for it. And there were no like real even breathers um, during the show. It was just like face melter after face melter. Awesome. Yeah, you know, I hadn't really noticed that. Uh, you know, everybody talks about um, the the ballads and whatnot, but just now looking at the, over the set list after you said there weren't any breathers, it's pretty much true. I mean, uh, like sense and subtle sounds, or um, yeah, a little, is it about as chill. slow as it gets during the during both of those sets and that song and that slow uh, until you get yeah. to bug, which, which wow, that's pretty cool. I hadn't noticed that. Nice. Yeah, it was it was a super high energy show. You can tell they're just picking up all the vibrations in the room and like giving them back. It was really um, obvious. So, Felicia, I know that you and I traded messages earlier in the tour um, and saw each other at the man briefly. But I know that you were under you were I don't know if underwhelmed is the right word, but maybe um, acknowledged a, a slow start for the band. So, do you feel like the evolution of the tour has been? you know, quick or, or at least has yeah, come around I mean, at this point? It, it seems to me in my, you know, limited experience that the end of the tour usually cooks more so than the tour opener. There's definitely, you know, exceptions, but um, just from what I've seen, the end of the tour is usually better. They seem to have, you know, clipped in together and feel really good. And we were talking about this earlier uh, during a song I heard the ocean sing. Trey and Paige were just like locked into each other and looking at each other and, like, really, like, pushing each other forward, and we were like, man, what what does it feel like to stand up there with someone who's been your friend for, like, 32 years and, like, bend time and reality and make this, like, magic together? It's probably really amazing. <laughs> so yeah. it's really fun to watch the band have fun like that, and they were really just, like, it was, like, the hose. Like, the whole show was, like, straight hose the whole time. I was completely overwhelmed, and... Um, the night one of SPAC I thought was very good. Uh, night one of The Man, which were the two shows that I saw, I saw personally that I thought were really very good. Um, but this one was just different. It had something extra. Any particular highlights you want to single from the single out from, the, say, the first set? Or, sure. or, or is it just um, all it, a highlight? <laughs> it, it, was like, it was like a highlight reel. Like, I was just like, my mouth was open for like half the show, just like stunned. The, um, the Free, which was the second song, was beautiful. I love that song. <laughs> and um, it was great, like, soaring and, and really captured the energy of the band and the, and the people in the room. Like, everyone, I think, was feeling very free last night. And uh, the theme was really beautiful. The, the end of the theme was, like, gorgeous. And then The Cities was awesome, as always, and really, like, galvanized everybody. Like, everyone was like, hell yeah, like, we're here in it. And getting some, like, wisdom for the ages, like, by David Byrne, you know, spoken through your favorite band is, like, insane. Like, who thinks of a thing like, think of Memphis, home of Elvis and the ancient Greeks? Like, <laughs> that is so <laughs> cool. 
So we were just getting this, like, I felt like we were getting this dose of, like, philosophy, and the show was very, like, like a song I heard the ocean sing, it was just, like, it was beautiful, but it was very motivated. It felt like we were really going somewhere together, you know? Like, Paige and Trey trading wicks, and then the Space Oddity um, set closer was, like, everyone, I think, just had chills. It's so beautiful in person. They did such a good job with it, like singing all the orchestration and everything and try doing the guitar solos. It's so perfectly fishy because it's funny and silly, but it's also beautiful and like very powerful. Really is a terrific arrangement of the song. Oh, it's, uh, what's her name? Carmel did that. It's so good. She's a Broadway musical director. Oh, wow. Nice. And Carmel White, cool. I think. I don't know. Awesome. And then, I mean, there wasn't any really any breaks, um, Felicia. Like you said, what was your what was the standout sort of jam for you in the second set? The disease mm-hmm. was amazing. Um, the Fuego was very good and really just fascinating. And yeah, the ghost was great. Um, I saw somebody tweet today that all the ghosts this tour sound the same, which kind of made me think, and I kind of want to go back and listen to them to see if that is valid. But it was a really good ghost and the outro um the segue into sense was beautiful nice sense is so great every time every time um and then they and then into and they played light and then no quarter and then closed out the second set with fluff which i assume the place was probably erupting at that point the yeah even as as early it was either during the disease or the fuego but the jam was like like getting really like dirty and awesome and kind of scary and everybody just there was one point where everyone in the audience just started screaming like a primal screaming along with the band who were like so in it and it was really amazing i've never really seen anything like that there's a full moon too awesome (laughs) yeah i I noticed that the the moon this morning when i was getting on the train was pretty outrageous (laughs) that's awesome um well, Felicia, we don't want to keep you too long. I know you guys um, hopefully have another another day of adventuring in uh, in San Francisco. Um, yeah. So glad you had so much fun. Um, really glad you guys got to make it out to those those shows. It seems like it's been well worth the trip already. So we appreciate you yeah. coming on and sharing the insights, giving insights with us. Thank you so much for having me. I feel really lucky to be here. It's been really fun and everything is awesome San Francisco's <laughs> killing it nice um I know that you said that Mirif is, is keeping his insights close to the vest but when he when he's ready to share some let us know and yeah, follow him on Twitter <laughs> right on <laughs> all right all right thanks Felicia thanks thanks have a good day guys Darkness deep Ten years before the mast I heard the ocean sing
Yes, rock everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob Podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.